Good morning and welcome. Happy Tuesday. And it's only happy Tuesday because it's not Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And our toll-free number is 800-951-0592, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. If you don't know why you need it, well, then they've done exactly what they hope to accomplish, right? That, that's really the goal, isn't it? Make sure nobody knows the reasons why they need to have something that isn't part of their debt market games, and that's where we come in, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. You know, believe it or not, I know they're just a bunch of old guys that wore wigs. But the founding fathers, they actually knew what they were talking about. And I think the the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, look at what greatness this country was able to accomplish based upon the foundation that they created. And now as we sit here and we're slowly going the way of so many other quote-unquote superpowers. You can go right back to one of the, you know, the liberty and freedom and the pursuit of happiness is really all tied together with legal, lawful, constitutional tender. You know, and that's the thing most people don't get. You can't have liberty and freedom and the pursuit of happiness from a printing press. Seeing our founding fathers knew that. And and so today, as we watch all of this play out, whether there's tax cuts, is there now going to be war in the Middle East uh, with Saudi Arabia and Iran, the, the president uh, touring over there in Asia, we have what looks to be uh, another bubble. I mean, how many bubbles is this now? I mean, you you almost lose track. And and of course, now there's going to be a mass changing of the guard. The top three bankers, if you will, and really they're not bankers, but let's you know they run the Federal Reserve. The top three players at the Federal Reserve all well, Janet Yellen's not getting her contract renewed. Uh, the other two stepping down, uh, and what is that going to mean? You know, the the thing about stuff like this is, at least in in my time, there's always been that logical assumption of power uh, from Volcker to Greenspan, then Bernanke to Yellen. Right? They all were, you know. They grew up in the system, uh, and now the the leadership is is definitely taking a hit, uh, which probably means we're going we're <laughs> we'll probably all pay the price for it. I'm sure. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com. Listen, you got to be make it part of your daily routine. If you've never, uh, maybe if you're a first-time listener, if you don't go out to allamericangold.com, you're missing it. Because this show's only an hour. 
a lot of the time, I don't even talk about a single thing that's on our website, but it's important uh, to, continue, uh, to continue your educational process. And you can do that out there at allamericangold.com. You can shop online there. You can uh, find out about our medals program out there and, and so much more and our Facebook and our Twitter and YouTube and podcasts. I mean, it, it's, it's incredible. Ramona and I were kind of kidding before the, uh, the start of the show uh, because he said that uh, people thanked us for the response because someone had asked a question through Facebook. If you ask us a question through our social media sites, uh, we'll get back to you. We'll answer it. Sometimes we'll answer it on the air. Other times, uh, if it's a short enough answer, I can do it right there for you. Uh, but uh, we, we're kind of laughing because, you know, Eric, a long time ago, created a Facebook page. We never used it. <laughs> to the point when we wanted to use it, we didn't even know how to get onto it. Uh, and, and I kind of feel the same way. Like, we have Twitter I tried to use Twitter a little bit, but it's just not my thing. But it'll be there for whoever comes next. Uh, and and so I will say this. We are getting a little better at the social media thing. But we're not quite there yet. Maybe the the next person will will be the one that takes us to the promised land when it comes to the latest and the greatest. But we do. We, we, we post all of our podcasts. Uh, to those locations, and uh, we are paying attention. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, uh, but we really are. And our toll-free number again, 800-951-0592. Uh, wrapping up, we, we've got uh, what I'll call the the cleanup from uh, what's left over from the last couple of days, and then a fractional gold item as well. We're, we've got a little something for everybody today. If you're a silver guy, we got something for you. Uh, if you're looking at the best bang for your buck in gold, we got a little something for you. If you're looking for the best fractional gold, we got something for you as well. Then we're also going to talk about the housing market. New numbers came out today, and now they're saying that 48 of the top 50 housing markets are considered overvalued. We'll break down exactly what that means and. And, of course, again, when you think about how is it possible, right, we're, we're nowhere back to any semblance of a normal housing market, at least not normal from, uh, you know, the 90s up until the housing bubble itself. And less Americans own their home today, and yet 48 out of 50 are overvalued. We got that for you next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'm going to go over what's left, and for me to to sell something for three days, there's only one reason for it because it's that good of a price, and I still have some. Uh, talking about the peace dollar rules. You know, I, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, first of all, I want to say this. We sold just just Patriot 40% of the thousands of peace dollars that the Bullion Bank got its hands on uh, just Friday and yesterday. They're down to the last bag. There's, there's no more left after this bag. Uh, that That's 
then that's 50 rolls. That, that's how much a full bag of peace dollars is. They come just like junk silver. They come in those big burlap sacks. Like, if you think about, like, the stagecoach robberies, they probably weren't full of gold. My guess is they were full of Morgan dollars and peace dollars, right? That's what they were full of. And so they'd come a 1,000 of them in a bag. That's the last 50 rolls. And normally I wouldn't run them again, but it's too good. You, you just you can't beat that price. At, at $335 a roll, I mean, even if they were the ugliest coins on the history of the planet and were bent and had bullet holes in them, they would still be worth it. Uh, and that's how good of a deal it is. But there's only, this is it, the last 50 rolls, and I promise I won't sell them again tomorrow because at that point, if if my word isn't good enough for you to tell you that you need to have some of these, not because I love silver, you know I don't. Right, silver's a pain. It's it, it's heavy. It's bulky. Wendy complains about it. Arlene complains about it. Right, because they they got to go to the post office with it. I mean, it's a pain in the butt. But that's just how good the price is. So we got the last fifty rolls of peace dollars. That's three hundred and thirty-five dollars a roll. We were selling gold eagles yesterday. I've just been a quite, you know, and it's been the weirdest thing. Like three here, two here, five there. And, and all of a sudden, we, we ended up with, you know, 16 of these one ounce gold eagles. We sold uh, half of them yesterday. I, I thought we'd sell out of them. We didn't. Uh, we still have eight of them. They're here, they're live, they're in stock. $1,320 for an American Gold Eagle, something that I very rarely sell. I mean, we have to sell them for IRAs because you're not allowed to put old gold into IRAs. And this is kind of, you know, really, we bought all of these out of different IRAs. Well, three from one person, five from another, six from a person. I don't even know where the other two came from. Uh, but But we have eight of them left. Thirteen hundred and twenty bucks puts us right, right there at the bottom. You know, lowest prices in the country. We're right there. So when you're talking about, hey, if you want to buy the most amount of gold at the least price, at the lowest price, that's it. So I've got eight one ounce gold eagles left at thirteen hundred and twenty dollars. I mean, you're saving like sixty or seventy dollars a, a, a throw on these things. And then today, we, we didn't get a lot of them, but we've got 30 of the older $5 Liberty Gold pieces. Those are normally $360, but I was able to pick them up for a lot less. So $345 on a $5 Liberty Gold piece. So if you're looking at, hey, I want fractional gold, but I don't want to pay the real high premiums on it, then then these are for you. I mean, normally you're talking about if you bought four of them, they'd be about $1,440 for four of them. Uh, today you can get four of them or one of them for 345 or four of them at, uh, let me do that, yeah, 1380 So if you 
bought four of them, and you're saving big money there as well. So we got a little something for everybody. Don't have a lot of anything. Uh, 50 rolls of the peace dollars at 335 a roll. You got eight one ounce gold eagles left. I don't want to. I don't want to wholesale them. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of me. Today is take advantage of me day. Thirteen hundred and twenty dollars for one ounce American gold eagles. And then I wish I had more, but I don't. I got thirty five dollar Liberty gold. Uh, that's the older ones, right? These are ones of those ones you can't put in the IRA. So the five dollar liberties 1866 to 1907 at 345 a roll so there you go we got a little bit of everything for everybody our toll-free number 800-951-0592 if you want to use a credit card visa mastercard discover american express at five dollars a roll to the peace dollars five dollars uh, to the the five dollar liberties and fifteen bucks to the gold eagle, and you can put them on your card and get your mileage and get your points and do all that stuff and go fly to go see your grandkids with it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Not a lot of economic data out today. The one piece of data that came in had to do with housing saying the steady rise in home prices showing no boundaries right we've heard this before of course back then though you you went to bed you woke up your house was worth an extra thousand bucks you know we're approaching what 70 percent of the country owned a home but not necessarily owned a home but had a mortgage and then of course it all blew up in in everybody's face it's now turning up the heat on some already heat, overheated housing market. They said home prices rose 7% in September. So wages aren't even up 2%. Home prices go up 7 See the disconnect, right? You know, that logic says that can't continue. It says the higher annual increase that was, uh, was higher than the increase seen in August, right? It keeps getting higher. of the nation's top 50 housing market, so half, right? Half of the top 50 are now considered to be overvalued. Uh, That was up from August, which was at 46%. The market is considered overvalued, and I didn't know this, so I thought I was interested. Markets are considered overvalued when home prices are at least 10% higher than the long-term sustainable level. Now, the funny part is, is it doesn't say what the long-term sustainable level is. I mean, that sounds wonderful, but it's not over until 10% above. It says that for the top 100 markets, now about uh, almost 40, 40%, so 4 out of 10. The, the reasonings of the, the strengthening economy, and we can argue whether that's true or not, but let's just say that it is. Okay, the waiters and the waitresses, I mean, that's doing well. Healthy consumer balance sheet. This is on CNBC. They write this. Just because they write it and you read it on the Internet does not mean it's true. That is actually false. 
not a true statement. Maybe some rich people, our balance sheets look a little better, but the average American's balance sheet is worse today than it was last year, the year before, the year before that. Defaults are rising. Levels of debt are rising. Now, the last one's probably the most truthful, which is low mortgage interest rate, which is, that's even starting to to fade a little bit, are supporting the continued strong demand for residential real estate. Now, again, even that comment, strong demand against, I guess, the crash, right? If you went back to, like, 2009 and 2010, I guess you would consider it strong demand. If you went back to 2000, Alan Greenspan would be talking Greenspan glyphics at his Fed meeting, talking about the worrisome housing demand. I mean, that's a fact. Right? But yet, somehow, in this today's market, this is all-time high pricing. And these are the things, this is why I said, when they sit there and they tell you, well, we can't see any bubbles forming. This is the, this is the classic one. Are incomes up to justify these prices? No. How about demand? Maybe demand's up, right? Hey, there, there's demand for driving the prices. Actually, demand's down. So that's not it. Is it because of the healthy balance sheets of the consumer? That's not it. So the only real logical conclusion, well, it's two things. Number one, the Federal Reserve and the easy money policy. And number two, let's face it, housing is being bought up by Wall Street. It says um, Las Vegas, Denver. L.A., Miami, New York, New Jersey are all considered to be overvalued. Uh, They said that fairly valued, if you can believe this, was San Francisco, which is the most expensive market in the country. Boston, San Francisco, and Chicago, they're not there yet. Of course, Chicago, no one wants to live there. I have a brother who lives on the outskirts of Chicago. He's he's the colonel in the Army. He don't want to live there. Right, because the taxes are a mess. Uh, and if, if you believe San Francisco isn't overvalued, go look at all the homeless people that are working and trying to live in San Francisco. Uh, but nonetheless, four cities, Miami, Pittsburgh, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, are beginning to look a lot better for renting. Only Detroit, New York, and St. Louis trended more towards ownership. So you look at all the biggest housing markets, and according to CoreLogic, for whatever their data's worth, there's only four cities in the country where they think it's better to buy a home than rent one. Miami, Pittsburgh, Portland, and Seattle. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think Seattle and Portland are overvalued, but hey, that's just my opinion. Uh, But that is the the data that was out today. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of uh, other economic data. Job openings was out today about the same. Uh, There's 6 million jobs out there. Uh, 
uh, probably about three million of them are for waiters and waitresses. Uh, the rest of them are for my, you know, and I'm just guessing some form of software developer type of person. Uh, the oh, by the way, I didn't, I forgot about this one. So, according to Dick Bovey, there, he is now saying that. Goldman Sachs should oust Lloyd Blankfein. And, of course, Dick Bovey, remember, we played him a couple of weeks ago talking about the real, true health of banks. Right, and here was a guy, the whole time I've been doing this job, he comes out, he's on CNBC, he's a regular guy, a guest, right, and he's a big homer for the debt markets and the banks and and, and all of those things, of course, he didn't see the banks blowing up, but, you know, after the fact, talking about what the real health in the banks are and that the only, see, the only growth that he sees is them adding to their uh, default provisions and that the only real earnings that the banks have shown is when they started taking away. It wasn't from growth. Right, there wasn't because they were doing a better job in their business. They had just set aside less money for loan losses, and now they got to start putting it back. And today, he told clients to dump Goldman Sachs stock, and that the CEO needs to be fired. Patriot Radio News Hour halftime on a Tuesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Responding yet again to the tired question from Charlie Rose, you want a trade war with China? Steve Bannon pointed out in his 60 Minutes interview that China is at economic war with us. Through forced technology transfer and through stealing our technology, China is cutting out the beating heart of American innovation. The forced technology transfer of American innovation to China is the single biggest economic and business issue of our time, Bannon told Bloomberg Businessweek. Until we sort that out, they will continue to appropriate our innovation to their own system and leave us as a colony, a tributary state. Bannon's view is supported by Robert Lighthizer, who remains inside the White House as U.S. Trade Representative. CEOs come in to see me continuously, Lighthizer said recently, and almost every CEO of a major company will say they're having a problem with China forcing them into joint ventures, turning over intellectual property, having to license their intellectual property at less than market value. Well, those CEOs won't complain publicly for fear of Chinese retaliation. So, Lighthizer has opened a formal investigation under Section 301 of the Trade Act. That law authorizes the president to penalize countries that violate the rules of fair trade, as China does. Expect change, Lighthizer said. The sheer scale of China's coordinated efforts to subsidize, to create national champions, to force technology transfer, and to distort markets throughout the world is a threat to the world trading system that is unprecedented. As Steve Bannon told Charlie Rose, Donald Trump for 30 years has singled out China as the biggest single problem we have on the world stage. In an interview with Bloomberg, Bannon said, the heart of the economic nationalist movement is standing up to China. 
Bannon explained that China requires American companies to give them tribute by sharing our technology secrets. That's what it takes to enter their market, Bannon observed, and they've taken $3.5 trillion worth over the last 10 years. The essence of American capitalism, our innovation. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. It's no secret that globalists are bent on destroying Western culture. Whether the threat comes from inside or outside our borders, America must be protected from cultural Marxism and those who would deny American sovereignty. We're seeking your insight at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. You know, and of course, remember, this is how we pay for this. So today I had, I just added it up because I, I was curious and I noticed the phones not nearly as active today as they were Friday and Monday. It's $37,660. That would be the the eight gold eagles, the fifty rolls of peace dollars, and the thirty five dollar gold pieces. Thirty seven thousand six hundred and sixty dollars, and and it's something where you know that's what we've got to sell to be able to keep doing this. And at these prices, this and this is what makes it so great because it's. Histor- especially the peace dollars, historic low price. The gold eagles, I told you, when I first started here, it was, what, 20, 2003? Gold was, I don't know, 340 or $350. And I remember the mint started raising all of these premiums. You know, when I was first here, the first thing I sold was a roll of Silver Eagles. And I want to say they're like a, a dollar twenty five over spot. Of course, silver was like 4 or $5. Uh, and, and I think Gold Eagles were like I don't know, $40, $50. I think it was 40 or $50 over spot. And like I said, gold was you know, three forty, and the mint—they used to charge a dollar amount over spot on gold eagles. And at one point, I want to say it was twenty-six or twenty-seven dollars. You know, over spot, and then Eric, we, we'd add you know twenty-three bucks to it and sell them for fifty over. Then, as gold started running, they went to a percentage and never have come back. So the higher the price of gold, the more it cost over spot. Uh, and I will say that, that at least in my time here, outside of maybe the first six to eight months I was here, we've never sold a gold eagle this close to spot ever. In that time period, uh, you know, thirteen hundred and twenty dollars, and even you know, gold's down today. It's not down a lot. It's down what five, six bucks, twelve hundred and seventy-five dollars, which is really where it was when I started the show yesterday. 
So you're talking about $45 over spot on a gold eagle. The peace dollars, I don't even know the the uh, the last time they were below the spot price. It had to be, like I said, and I, I've told the story the last couple of days, during that big run-up in silver, when it when silver broke through like 35 and went up to that $50 level, that's the the piece and the Morgan dollars kind of stayed there, right? So that for maybe about a month or two, and 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 I'm assuming, and I know back then, and I and it's hard to remember, but I and Wendy probably could verify this. We really couldn't get any silver anyway, right? I mean, I don't even know if we could sell it because uh, there just wasn't any out there, so it really didn't even matter what the price was. Uh, but but definitely down at these levels, this is the first time. In you know at least ten years, uh, where I've ever seen and maybe and I don't even know that because I I don't want to uh, mislead anybody. I don't believe outside of that brief time where you know silver was making that run, we couldn't get it, so it really didn't matter what they said the price was. Where you could buy a peace dollar below the spot price of silver. I don't, I don't know if we've ever had that. I don't think we have. I could be wrong. I just don't remember it uh, being able to do that. So when that $3, $335 a roll, uh, you know, when you, when you talk about uh, the price per coin, that's $16.75, silver $17. Uh, so, again, things that we haven't done before, uh, Peace dollars three thirty five, gold eagles at thirteen twenty. Even the five dollar lives, it's a fantastic price at, at three forty five. And and of course, this is, those are the times. These are the times where you really need to. Eat. And and I get it, right? So I wasn't planning on it yet. I wanted to wait. I wanted to do this. Well, this is when the prices are where they are. So to make sure you take the time. Uh, 800 If you want to buy us out, do it. Right? 37 grand, well, probably less than that now, but 37,000 would have taken it all out today at 800 951 As we talked about before the break, Dick Beauvais was on TV today telling everybody to get out of Goldman Sachs stock. And that Goldman Sachs should oust Lloyd Blankfein, which I think is huge news. Because you think about, you know, our Treasury secretaries from Goldman Sachs, and 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 really the the hands of the Federal Reserve seemingly weigh upon whatever happens at Goldman Sachs. And now you have the lead bank analyst coming out on TV and saying, "Hey, these Goldman guys." I guess the, the blooms off the rose. I'm not a fan of Goldman Sachs, and I've repeatedly expressed my concerns about the company's leadership. He says that the, the bank is, is not performing, says that the trading group that noted in a note to clients, my problem is that Goldman never understood the changes in core business and therefore has continued to pursue its traditional business models when it's evident that these models 
are no longer relevant. Wow. And you know what? Who's at fault here? Goldman Sachs, who's, hey, we developed a whole, you know, echo culture of how to be a banker in the modern world. And now, of course, what's happened, right? They've changed the rule book. And according to Beauvais, Goldman Sachs is not changing. And we'll see if that's the right thing or not. I bet Goldman's probably a lot like us right now. Right? Goldman Sachs probably going, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe we're missing out on Bitcoin, and, and maybe we're missing out a little bit on this rally, but you know what? We don't believe it. It says that Goldman's uh, market-making revenue has gone from $29 billion in 2007. Here's another bubble no one can see. $29 billion in 2007, $14.8 billion in 2017. You know, we're talking about a great economy. Page Radio News News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Down to 40 rolls of peace dollars. This is it. Last call. $335 a roll. Got 40 rolls of peace dollars left. The Today is rare. But today we have three items, and I'm telling you right now, every one of them you should buy. I mean, that's how strongly I feel about it. That's how good the pricing is. Uh, Peace dollars at 335, Goldie, and I know we don't do. I mean, maybe I've done too good of a job. How do we still have them? Thirteen hundred and twenty bucks. I mean, you just can't beat it. Uh, and then, of course, the the fractional gold on the liberties. And maybe that's just too many things today, but I, I, it's there. They won't be there tomorrow, and that's why I want to make you aware of it at 345-800-951-0592. Listen, here's another, and I'm telling you, I know. It's so hard to put this all together. Goldman Sachs made $29.7 billion in 2007, right, right as everything was getting ready to collapse, right? Think about it. I mean, that was really when the bad stuff started happening. This year, 10 years later, it's down to $14.8 billion. That's half. But they beat Wall Street. <laughs> They beat Wall Street estimate for the third quarter. Is that great? According to Jim Bailey, not really. But when you watch the Dow Jones, and this is, and I, and we're we're talking and picking on Goldman. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you saw Venezuela defaulted, and Goldman Sachs apparently owns a lot of that. Uh, so he was slamming them for that as well. Uh, but. It just really, and I wanted to point it out because when you look at these companies, this is a very similar pattern. It's really similar to the housing market. If you go back to the housing market in 06 and 07, right, these numbers aren't even half. And you'd be like, hey, I can be at all-time highs when volume's half. 
And then you look at Goldman Sachs. Hey, how can stocks be at all-time highs? Goldman Sachs is earning half the amount of money. And this is, and, and so then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, how? How is that happening? And there's two real big things, right? We brought interest rates down to a record that everybody and their mother says is dangerous, right? This is something the world's never seen. We don't even really know how this is going to play out. Then the central, and, and it wasn't just here, it was all central banks. So it's, now it's even it's even riskier yet. Right? It would be one thing if it was just our central bank or just in Europe or Japan. No, it's everywhere. Then they cranked up the printing presses, creating hundreds, well, I don't know if it's hundreds yet, tens of trillions of dollars worth of made-up money out of thin air that they bought all of this debt that was on these banks. Oh, by the way, the reason why gold's down, it's not for a bad reason. It's actually for a pretty good reason. The dollar's rallying because the Italian banks are hemorrhaging now, right? And, of course, the whole European banking situation, if you think for one minute that they've fixed those issues, they haven't. I mean, our banks aren't great. Their banks are even worse. Uh, but, but, uh, but neither here nor there. I'm getting kind of sidetracked. They created all of this money, created all of this debt. They dropped interest rates down to next to nothing, right? A lot of all of these mega corporations. You know, you feel good if you refied your home and maybe you saved a hundred bucks a month on your mortgage, right? We feel pretty good about that. These companies refinance hundreds of billions of dollars, right? All of these retailers. You know why they're going bust today and not ten years ago? They refinanced all their debt payments and saved themselves a bunch of money. Were able to borrow a bunch more money because it was cheap, and now they're out of that. And even with the lower debt and the lower payments, they still can't make it. And they created this illusionary bubble, and this is really what it is. And you think about how much government debt got put on top of that. Right, oh seven, the debt was what? Eight? Eight trillion? Nine trillion? Let's call it nine. It's twenty point five trillion today. And then you, you sit there and, and you think about well, how do you really think this is gonna work? I mean, really, have you asked yourself really how it's really going to work? How do you think it's really going to play out? Where do you really go from here? At the same time, all of the baby boomers, where the largest portion of at least the stock market wealth is, is what? Retiring. I I don't think now we probably go maybe, maybe a week, every week. Sometimes maybe we go two weeks where we don't have a cu- one of our customers. I mean, we're just a small little gold company that has to sell because they're of age, right? They have a precious metals IRA with us, and they've turned 70 and a half, and they need to sell. This happened again yesterday. How do you really think this is going to work? 
do you really think that Jerome Powell's got the answer? Do you really think whoever's going to replace William Dudley has the answer? 800-951-0592. I know I have the answer. That's those peace dollars, the gold eagles, the $5 liberties. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Here's the dirty little secret. And not all of them, not all of them, but a lot of these companies out here that are at all-time highs, their true core business, like Goldman's trading revenue, is about half. Right? The, the rest of it's just being made up with fluff and, and stock buybacks and, and lowering of, of uh, write-offs. And, and, of course, now those are starting to rise. And, and you start to really understand what really is real and what isn't. And, in, and these are not me. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just telling you what the real numbers are. It's up to you to to understand and see through. Because let's face it, right now, what does business really want? What does the debt markets really want? They want a tax cut. And they're going to tell you any lie possible to get it. They don't care. You know, I was reading, uh, a, a, and it's a lot of documents. I'm not going to read them. I can't. I mean, it's like 13 million documents. Uh, that somebody somebody hacked, stole, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, but it had to do with all of the inner workings of our publicly traded companies and our millionaires and our billionaires. Uh, it was the Paradise Papers. So Paradise, Google Paradise Papers. And you'll see what it is that I'm talking about. And the lengths that our billionaires and all of these stocks that are at all these all-time highs, all of these companies have done to hide and shelter from paying taxes, and now we're going to give them the tax break. You know, it's kind of rewarding the thief, right? And that's really kind of my feelings about it all, and I know that it kind of sounds liberal. I'm all for tax cuts as long as we get rid of all of the big government, but we're not going to. And really, all is they want is they want what they want, and we've been giving big business what they've wanted for the last 50 years, and all it's done is punish us. And that trend is going to continue. The debts are going to continue. Now we've got a brand. We're going to have a brand-new central bank at a very, very precarious time in history. I think it's going to be, and I've been saying this, this is like 01 all over again. Remember, 01 gold was 250. <laughs> right? This year is like 1250, right? 12, 1280, 1275 right now. Same thing. Don't be the guy that say, calls me a year, two years, five years from now and says, I wish I would have listened. Take the time, especially today. These prices are too good. Uh, rolls of peace dollars at 335. Still have 40 of them left. 
still have the gold eagles. I guess I'll never sell a gold eagle again. I can't. I'm sh- stunned. Uh, eight of those. I am. I don't know what else to say. I thought. I thought they'd sell out in like five seconds yesterday. Uh, the gold eagles at at thirteen twenty, and then my favorites. You know, well, not my favorite coin, but one of my favorite coins. The five dollar Liberty. I'm a big five dollar Indian guy, but the five dollar uh, Liberty, three forty five today. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Take the time, put some away. It's what keeps us here. Everybody, have a great rest of your Tuesday.